you should be ashamed of yourself. Those words hit us in a place where no other words can. Shame is a complicated emotion, a very difficult one to admit and to face, and so we avoid it as much and as far as we can. But today we're going to look at shame, we're going to look at what causes us to feel it, and what we can do to work through it. Because letting it linger seems to do more damage than good. Let's find out. You may have heard of Brene Brown. She is very, very popular because of her TED Talk on vulnerability, and she is a shame, courage, and vulnerability researcher. Well, that's what she calls herself. But she is also a researcher at the University of Houston, has, um, I think, a best-selling book or books, if I'm not wrong. And I think she has really just opened up that conversation on what it really means to be vulnerable and how powerful being vulnerable can be. Now, another part of vulnerability is, of course, shame. And she describes it, I'm going to quote her here, as an intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. Brene Brown has spoken to thousands of people who have gone through, I think, tremendous challenges, sensitive topics, and difficult life experiences, and found that there were some common themes around what we perceive as shameful experiences. In one of her interviews, she had explained that while shame may have served an evolutionary purpose before, it no longer does so anymore. She elaborated how human beings are hardwired for survival. We always have been, I think we always will be. And shame was something that was used as a tool to make sure that everybody, well, stuck together, for lack of a better word. And if you did something that was shameful, it meant you could be ostracized, you could be excluded. And that threatened your connection, which means it threatened your basic survival. So because we're not really facing the same dangers that we did thousands and millions of years ago, shame doesn't seem to quite work the way that we think it should. We have this idea that perhaps it should be a deterrent, you know, um, that you know the consequences of your actions, so you make better choices. But what she found is that instead, shame seems to be aligned with things like addiction, depression, violence, and aggression. One of the biggest mistakes people make is confusing shame with guilt. But the easiest way to differentiate between the two is like this. When you're feeling guilty about something, what is your thought? It's usually something like, oh, I did something bad. Right? So the focus is on the action. But shame will make you feel, oh, I am bad. So the focus is on the person. In fact, there are many different types of shame. There is shame in the form of humiliation, which is when we are critically embarrassed in front of other people. There is shame around strangers, a feeling that they'll discover something wrong about you. This is also common with social anxiety. There's shame related to unrequited love, which is when you don't feel good enough for somebody and many other kinds. So what can make you feel this horrendous emotion? Well, criticism from self or from others, and usually things that you may have little control over, are a starting point. The roots of shame actually can go as deep as your childhood and the messages you received during that time. For example, 
if you have been harshly judged and criticized as a child, as a human being, rather than for your behavior or, or by choices, then that's usually where it stems from. For example, if your parents said something like, you are always lazy, you are stupid, instead of saying something like, do you want to put in more time for your test? I think you should plan your time better. Why don't you study harder? So you see the difference is less personal attacks and more focused on the behavior. But if you faced more personal attacks rather than solutions for a bad choice that you have made, then it's likely that that's where the seeds of shame were sown. And of course, if there was any abuse, neglect, or if you had an emotionally distant parent, that can also make you feel like that you don't belong or deserve the love and affection. And you do, by the way, if no one has told you, and if you believe otherwise, please don't listen to that bullshit. <laughs> you do deserve love and you do deserve affection. And I want to tell you that today, even if I don't know you, because I know you do. So while we all feel some degree of shame at some point because we are humans, it becomes toxic when it interferes with your identity and your sense of self. It can make you feel less about yourself. It can play a track of negative self-talk on loop, and it can hold you back in more ways than one. You may have fears about revealing who you really are to people, and you don't allow them to get too close, even when you know somewhere that they really do care about you. In short, shame sucks. <laughs> Good news is that the brain is such a forgiving machine in a way that it can be rewired, thanks to neuroplasticity. Basically, you don't have to live with the cards that you were dealt. You can change them, but it always takes a little bit of work. So what is that work? The first thing is called reframing your internal messages, but I'm going to call it being your lawyer. You really, really, really have to take a moment and try this that you see the next time that this is happening. All right. In fact, let's try it right now. Think back to anything that didn't go right the past couple of days. And you thought, I'm so stupid. I could never do this. Why can't I just get this right? Why can't I just be normal? Something like that. Now, instead of following through with these unnecessary thoughts, I want you to stop. I want you to stop for a second and imagine that if you had a lawyer fighting for you, what would they say? They would think about the same situation from so many different scenarios and look at it from more than just one angle and the reasons why. For example, you'd just be thinking, yeah, I screwed up that relationship because I held back. Why do I always do this? Da, 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 da. But the lawyer would say, but why do you hold back? Because you were too afraid of what you felt? because you've never seen a happy relationship growing up, because you had your heart broken and now you're afraid it's going to happen again. And from that point, you begin to pay attention to your emotions to identify when your feelings of shame are triggered and how you react and how something from the past, which is done and over, is possibly still affecting you today, which is open to create. Be your own lawyer. Give yourself some room to analyze objectively as if this was somebody else. And think about what you can do next time to fix it. 
All right. So that's the first thing. The second thing is one of the toughest, but quickest to give relief. It is tell someone. Brené Brown said, the less we talk about shame, the more power it has over our lives. It's like many other issues we face. We carry them around like some ancient, burdensome treasure or curse that no one should ever hear. But God forbid if they do, oh wow, the world's going to end and who knows what's going to happen. Carl Jung, one of the most influential psychiatrists of all time, had once said, shame is a soul-eating emotion. But to heal our souls, we need to open up. And when you open up to someone you trust, whether it's a therapist, a friend, a family, or professional, you drop that weight. Dropping it is the most difficult part because you have to willingly and very uncomfortably put yourself in the same emotionally vulnerable position, which you have to revisit and see what's causing you the shame. But if you want a skip in your step and a smile on your face, you will need to pause, sit down, and remove the thorn in your foot. Walking with it is only going to cause you pain and make you believe that you cannot run and prance and dance, when in actual fact, you most definitely can. You just need to remove the thorn. Charles Dickens had once said, Heaven knows we never need be ashamed over tears, for they are rain upon the blinding dust of the earth, overlying our hard hearts. I was better after I had cried than before. More sorry, more aware of my own ingratitude, more gentle. So the next time someone tells you to be ashamed of yourself, let them know that while you may have made some mistakes and feel bad over it, you are not a bad person. Just a human being who made some bad choices. And with that, push back the hollow and useless shame that they're trying to give to you. Throw away that thorn and skip away with a smile on your face. All right, that is all I have for you today. I hope you feel better, lighter, and hopeful. Join me, Shub, next time on Little Wisdom, where we look into science and spirituality for self-development. Till then, shun away the shame and stay wise. <laughs>